Hello, it is August 3rd. Time for another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. I am your host, Trent Reinsmith, and let's jump right into it today. Earlier today, when I saw that Eric Spicely was released from the UFC after his weight cut went wrong, and he said it, it was partially due to his use, recent use of antidepressants, I thought that the UFC had done him unfairly. After reading the story that Stephen Morocco from MMA Fighting did with Spicely, I, I feel even more strongly about that because, well, here's some quotes from the story. I'll, I'll just read these. So Spicely says, I've been fighting for a long time and it was just after the Darren fight. I had a concussion for so long and I was just so depressed after I started taking medication. Naturally, with a lot of them, one of the side effects is you start gaining a lot of weight. It's very hard to lose weight, so I've been trying to figure it out. And the weight cut just went effing south for the first time in my career. And a little later in the story, Spicely says, I've struggled with depression my entire life. So getting punched in the head is only going to make that worse. It's not like it's just from this or it came out of nowhere. I think you'd find 95% of fighters, maybe that's a high number, or 75% of fighters are struggling with the same thing. And I know they are. They've reached out to me. They thank me for speaking about it because they didn't have the courage to speak about it. This is what we signed up for. This is what I love. I'm not ready to give up yet. I know what the consequences are, just like everyone who plays football and everyone who does a contact sport. We all know the consequences, but the heart wants what the heart wants. And then he says, I think for most people it's a dirty secret, and even for me, I probably should have started taking them a long time ago, but I didn't want to admit to myself there was an issue or I was embarrassed. The response that I've gotten is just so overwhelming and positive, and even when I started them and I told my coaches and friends, it was like, yeah, okay, it's normal. A million people are going through the same thing, and it's not that big of a deal. In closing, Spicely said, I literally have no money in my bank account, so I have to figure out how I'm going to work. And I can't work in Canada because I'm not a citizen, but this is where I train, so it's going to be interesting. So what makes me so angry about this is that I think, timing-wise and everything, I think the UFC was aware of Spicely's situation and could have worked with him the UFC likes to say it goes above and beyond in fighter health and safety well mental health is just as big of a part of health and safety as physical health and safety perhaps more because if your mind is not right you are you are more apt to get injured because the focus is lost Um, if you're depressed you're not eating right usually you're not treating your body right And then when you have to fight, you have to get ready in shorter notice and and try and dial that in quickly. So there's a lot of reasons that mental health is important. But yet, we don't really think of it because maybe because fighters are supposed to be mentally strong and not prone to depression, which is just a stupid way to think because depression can strike anyone and 
and Spicely says here he, he probably should have went on medication earlier, but I'm going to guess he was resistant to it because of the stigma to go along with it. And I know that in uh, my case, that was the same thing. And I am not young by any means, and I've tried it before and didn't like it. I mean, I, I didn't like the way it made me feel initially, so I just stopped instead of working to get it dialed in. And now I have it, the meds pretty much dialed in, and and it works. And I regret, I think I, re, well, I do, I regret not going on this sooner and not um, getting things dialed in properly when I should have. Um, but when I initially went on them, things went, and the, and the, and it was wrong, things went real bad. So I think that was kind of in the back of my mind. I didn't want that to happen again. But there's no stigma here. Um, at least there shouldn't be. It's, it's a disease. It affects people differently. And we, anybody that needs uh, medication should, should not be afraid to go on it. But what I really want to focus on here is first we have to erase the stigma. And I think Spicely admitting this helps. No doubt it helps. More fighters should speak up. No one that has ever spoke up in, in MMA circles, I think, has ever been shamed for it. And if they have, uh, I think the people who have attempted to do so would be shouted down pretty quickly by uh, fighters, fans, and the media because it's it's ridiculous to do that. It's out of your control. For the most part, it, well, it is. It's out of your control. And, and that's why medication and therapy can help. So the UFC could have could have worked with Spicely. You know when there's an issue and he needs to take this medication to feel right, to feel normal. And if you can trace the, the weight issue, the weigh in issue to the medication, maybe don't release him. Maybe work with him. Maybe help him to get a different medication or dial things in or work with him and maybe therapy and other things can help him as well try to get his mental health correct and also his weight correct that's the right thing to do instead the UFC opted to punish him for missing weight and cut him if you think about it big picture it, it makes the UFC look ridiculous they took a man who was ill and trying to get better and punished him for that it's infuriating and short sighted and it takes all this messaging of health and safety and going above and beyond and flushes it right down the crapper if the UFC was smart it would bring Spicely back work with him and, and use this as an example to go forward and show other fighters, hey, if you have these issues, we'll work with you. Let us know and we'll help you to get better so you can compete better and the UFC will benefit as well. Not only in having a, a healthy comp, uh, competition and healthy competitors, but the PR is fantastic. Other sports have mental health programs as far as I can tell with the UFC 
they have nothing of that nature. Establish one. Get with the times. I spoke about this yesterday, and I'm going to speak about it again because we got a little more detail. Um, and this is courtesy of Stephen Morocco, who wrote the story on Spicely that I was just speaking about. So check that out. Um, so the story was that, and the media at UFC on ESPN Plus 31 kind of glossed over this and that made me angry and and this makes me even more angry so Dana White said that the fighters who missed their fights were going to get paid but they were not going to get paid their show money and Stephen Morocco tweeted out uh, hearing that Ed Herman received 10k for his cancelled fight at UFC Vegas 5 last disclosed show purse was 54k though had to be higher with recent wins and a new deal. And further for further clarification, it was that he was offered 10K. So the initial, initial email said received 10, and then Morocco updated with offered. So obviously that means something else is going on. I don't know what, but to... That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The, the UFC did not get less money from ESPN because that fight didn't happen. So the income from ESPN stayed the same. The outgoing, which was budgeted, obviously whatever uh, Herman's show money was, was at least budgeted for that. And so, you budget the money. You pay the man his money because he made weight. He did everything that was expected of him. He could not fight because his opponent tested positive for COVID-19. So, when Dana White says that Herman was angry and left... Uh, fight Island well maybe he was more than angry about his fight falling through maybe he was also angry that the UFC told him that he was only going to get 10 grand instead of whatever it was to be somewhere over 54 that's that's going to make you angry especially when you did everything that was required of you and would have fought had your opponent not fallen ill This is something the, the access media needs to get on. They need to push this. Now, some MMA media folks will push it because they don't fear repercussions from the UFC or because they've already been blackballed by the UFC. That, that shouldn't be the case. The blackballing is stupid, um, but the fear of reporting on malfeasance with the cost being credentials and ability to see uh, to go do work the fights live shouldn't be a punishment for reporting facts but it is and that's something that the UFC holds over these 
these folks had. Now, I know that in the past I had I had uh, been party to that. I, I didn't go after the UFC as hard as I should have. I regret that. Um, and I, I'll own up to that. But now I just, I don't care. And I think the, the job is more important than doing what the UFC wants. So this should be, as always, pay should be a big topic. Because we know fighters are already underpaid. But now to even underpay them more because of something out of their control? No. No, 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 no. Everyone that missed fight, for whatever reason, that did not get their fight, if they weighed in, they should get their, in my mind, they should get their show and win money. But if they're only going to give them their show money, at least give them their show money. They did everything that was required of them. Everything. And then their opponent falls out. And even the opponent should get show money because they weighed in as well. This is stupid and it needs to be elevated and nailed all the time. And yeah, people are probably going to get sick of hearing it. But you know what? Sooner or later the UFC is going to get sick of hearing about it too and maybe they'll make a change. Because no other... No other sport does this. If you're hurt on the on an NFL squad, you get paid. And I think the rules in the NFL are if you're injured, you can't get released. And you still get paid until you are able to return. We know that's not the case with the UFC. So this is something, again, UFC underpays its fighters. Push this all the time. Bring this to light. Expose the UFC for what it is. And maybe that will force it to change at some point. But this is just dumb. If you're offering a guy that was at least going to make 54K, 10K, nah, no. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him a show money, especially when you brag about paying other fighters their show money, but those fighters are making twelve thousand. You know what I mean? If it's good for the guy making twelve thousand, it should be good for the guy making a hundred thousand or more. Pay him. You budgeted that money, was out of their control. Pay them. UFC president Dana White has been pretty adamant that Conor McGregor is retired and that he's not going to fight in 2020. And so this brings up a couple questions. One is a simple one. Why is McGregor in the rankings and climbing in those rankings if he is retired? If we don't know when someone's going to come back and they're retired, why are they still ranked? Henry Cejudo was removed from the rankings pretty quickly when he retired. I recall, I don't recall which Diaz brothers, but one of the Diaz brothers was removed from the rankings when he wasn't retired but was inactive. But Conor McGregor, who White swears is retired, still in the rankings. 
The other question regarding McGregor and his retirement is more serious. And if he is truly retired, has he removed himself from the USADA pool? And if so, does he have to go through those months of testing to get his next fight if he does unretire? Now, USADA won't answer these questions because it's it's it, their policy, and I think it would it might have something to do with HIPAA rules, but I'm not 100% on that. But anyway, if McGregor's retired, then he should have been removed from the USADA pool because if I think that's policy that once. Otherwise, you're not retired, really. If you're still in the USADA pool, then you're available to fight at any time. Uh, but if you remove yourself from that, well, then you're retired. So if McGregor is really retired, then he should have to go through the USADA testing for X amount of months. I don't know. I don't recall off the top of my head what it is, but it's not just say you're fighting again and then fight again. So that's a question that Dana White should have to answer since he's the one that's stressing that McGregor is retired. So let's uh, let's put that question to Mr. White. So Trevin Giles um, fainted before his walkout to UFC on ESPN plus 31 fight against Kevin Holland and because of that he his fight was was scratched right before the the fight was to take place and he was transported to the hospital where he was tested and he went overnight and um earlier today he posted on instagram got held overnight in the hospital apparently i have heart irregularities that may be the cut irregularities that may be the cause of all of this. Just had a heart cardiogram this morning, waiting for the good news, and back to Houston I go. I will enjoy my family, assure all my loved ones that I'm okay, then I will prepare to handle some unfinished business. Thanks for all the love and concern. And so he followed up that he was in home. He's home in Houston, looking in the book some uh, tests with a cardiologist and, and see what's what. And this is kind of what I talked about yesterday with uh, the Red Sox pitcher who had COVID-19 and then had his season shut down with, with heart issues. And I don't know if this is the case here, but maybe this is one of those things where he had COVID-19 and, and didn't know because he's a young, healthy, uh, athletic man. And this is the fallout. So I think these are the things that the UFC and the athletic commissions, I know they have to have a recent, a lot of the commissions in Nevada, I believe is one of them, have to have a recent um, cardiogram. And maybe that is something that gets updated because I think a lot of the commissions have um, 90 day requirements other commissions have a year requirement but maybe now with what's happening and the fact that some people could have COVID-19 related issues and not even know that they had COVID-19 maybe this is a call to change that protocol among the athletic commissions and maybe look into 
getting the uh, cardiograms done a little sooner and maybe even doing them pre-fight or during fight week. I think that would help out a lot and maybe that fixes a situation like this or maybe not, not fixes is probably the wrong word but avoids a situation like this and allows the fighter to get the care they need um, and also maybe allows their opponent to get a fight if we if we catch if not we if the UFC and the athletic commissions catch it in enough time to do so so um, it's an unfortunate situation but with the changing um, times and with this this pandemic and not knowing what the fallout is going to be to young athletic folks who maybe didn't know that they had COVID-19 um, I think the athletic commissions have to be a little more fluid with this and the UFC has to be as well and again I'm not saying that that is the case but it from what I'm seeing and reading it potentially could be the case and better safe than sorry with the uh, medical protocol so maybe something to consider here Derek Brunson ended the hype train of Edmund Shabazian or at least paused it on Saturday um, when he stopped him in the third round and Brunson is kind of salty about not getting um, enough respect in the middleweight division and I'll admit that I picked Shabazian to win, but I also will admit that I was not surprised that Brunson won. Brunson is not, I don't think he is someone that's a gatekeeper. I think he is one step above that. I, I, I believe he is a fighter who could be in the top five. And for whatever reason, he loses big fights. And that's not something that we haven't seen before. Um, you, you, you see it with other fighters, and then they get tagged with that. But I don't think they get tagged as gatekeepers. And I don't think that Brunson should do so either. So he wants to get the respect he deserves. And I think he does deserve respect. But I don't know if people will give it to him. Because when he loses, he loses in ways that are more highlight reel than than the ways he wins it, it this this one should change that the win over Shabazian should change that a bit I believe but yeah this guy's 36 and he is still getting better and this move to Sanford MMA and 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 working with Henry Hooft it seems to have reinvigorated Brunson and so um, he's on a three-fight winning streak he's fighting much calmer he's He's not rushing in. He's striking and wrestling better. He's mixing up things. He's not the guy that rushed in with his chin out anymore. At least he hasn't been in those three wins. Now, if he gets in a situation that causes him to revert, revert to that, that could happen. But the repetitions of not doing that are going to lessen that, I believe. And I, I really... Um, was really impressed with the way he fought on Saturday and I think that he does deserve the respect and um, he taught Shabazian a lesson he gave him a good learning lesson and I think Shabazian if he handles this correctly 
and I have my concerns about that because of his team. I think he will be a better fighter after that loss as well. But yeah, put some respect on Derek Brunson's name because he only loses to the best of the middleweight division. And with the way things are going with with the team he's with now, things could change for, for Brunson, even though he is 36. He has been getting better. So, yeah, good good for Derek Brunson. So, two fighters tested positive for marijuana um, in Nevada. And let's just say that that's... Okay, they tested positive, but... The fallout from that should be, in my opinion, nothing. The problem is Nevada is has been more strict with its marijuana-related suspensions than, than USADA has. In 2018, Cynthia Calvillo was... She tested positive for marijuana... And USADA gave her a six-month suspension. Nevada overrode that and gave her a nine-month suspension. So it's always going to be a weird subject when, when positive tests come back from marijuana. So the fighters concerned in, in this time are Tim Elliott and Jamal Hill. And they were in competition tests dating back to May 30th. So maybe this gives them a pass because you can probably give them a six-month suspension and they won't fight before that six months is up. But if past practice is going to tell us anything, it's that Nevada's probably going to hand them a, a nine we don't know, um, according to the stories, that how many, what the what the levels were. So that's another question. But again, I it's I just don't understand the uh, the suspensions for marijuana. But something again that the UFC and USADA and maybe. The fighters can work towards uh, getting removed from the banned substance list. And again, this is something that have if the fighters had a association, that maybe they could get this off the list. Because I think MLB did so. Let me just look this up. Yeah, MLB removed marijuana from the banned substance list on in t- last year, and I think um, th- this is the way the associations work. There's give and take, and added opioids and cocaine to the to the testing protocol. So they got marijuana removed, but they agreed to have opioids and cocaine included in the test and that's the give and take of a of an association and 
I don't see. I this is something that the uh, the fighters really have to work on and work toward. So hopefully, these things and the pay things and a whole just a whole lot of little things can add up to a big things over time. And that's why I feel that the fighters need an association or some kind of representation or some kind of way to work with the UFC and the governing bodies. But right now, they're at the mercy of all these folks just because they are, um, they're not organized and they are independent contractors. So they have few, if any, rights. I'm going to end it there for this evening. Uh, until tomorrow, stay safe.